Excited to have you on the entire 94.3 Radio 1 International Network. Thank you for joining us. And more than anything yep. else, can I just start by saying that I love your music. Like, like um, it's something Thank that you. I've listened to over possibly maybe a year. And yeah. when they when they told me that, hey, you know, uh, Griffin's up for an interview, and I was like, this is going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> so, That's awesome. um, thank you very much, man. I appreciate you listening to the music. I want to congratulate you. I think just about a couple of days ago, announced your live tour on the YouTube channel with a little video promo. So, how does that yeah. feel for you? I mean, you know, jumping into that, it's good. It feels really good. Um, I hadn't. I finally like 2019 was like my last like real full year of touring, and I was got to tour my last. Uh, my first album gravity and do a bunch of shows for that and that was really exciting and then obviously the last several years happened but it kind of gave in a weird way it kind of gave me a chance to sort of like reset and figure out what i wanted to do next and i feel like i've i'm like really honing it in on what i want the the album and the sound and everything to be in the show so it's exciting yeah it's it's a lot of work still to be done but i'm very excited about where everything's headed like i'm very confident and, and happy with where the music is and the show feels really strong so yeah it's 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 all good stuff over here very excited amazing let me ask you about you know uh, if you could talk to us about the artists that you've worked with on uh, some projects as well um, any standout experiences that you've had over the years that really come to mind as an artist and um, that really, you know, have a special place in your heart? It's just been, yeah, it's been really cool. I mean, I've been able to work with like artists that are really like massive on their own, like in, within their own projects and have a huge fan base. Like, I mean, even working with like Carly Rae Jepsen, like on Gravity a couple years ago, like I would have never thought in a million years that I would have that opportunity when I was uh, first producing music and and then also like um, become like with Callie Lehman who I did like all you need to know with and the latest record or one of my latest records alive like he isn't you know at that artist level of like a Carly Ray or Al Black or something like that but um, he's an incredibly talented artist and someone that I've grown very comfortable with working on music and we've done a lot of great stuff together that I'm super proud of so it's it's cool like i've been able to work with a lot of different spectrum of artists and a lot of people from like just totally different backgrounds and whatnot and it's just been a really cool experience honestly just like learning and meeting these people and, and making art together do you together. have any crazy stories with a certain artist that you'd love to tell us about something that you're like oh my god this is i can't believe this happened <laughs> oh i feel like I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, everything is just like, everything's actually been so like easy in a weird way. Like it's been like, you know, they sent, we either write something together and everyone's excited or they send me a demo and I produce it back and send it to them. And they're like, oh, I love it. Or like, let's keep working on it. So I don't know if I have like a, a crazy story. Um, That's okay. I, yeah. Maybe. One uh, unfortunately, I don't have anything crazy for you. We just work like, 
it's been pretty good. <laughs> it's good. That's good. I mean, that's a great thing uh, because I can say that it's crazy that not many artists have that journey that you do. Um, but you know, coming from your first debut album, which is Gravity, to now putting something out like a live, how do you feel personally for you? You've evolved as an artist, and uh, what is really pushed you to becoming the artist you are today? Yeah, I think I think I have evolved quite a bit actually. Like thinking about how I first started, like I started like uploading bootleg remixes to SoundCloud and YouTube and then got signed to a label and then made my own music for the first time and and released Gravity and now I'm like in an album number two and I'm like realizing like oh wow I'm like I'm like a more veteran now I'm not just like a new like new artist anymore I like that which was like I guess I guess it's just the natural progression of how things go but um it's good I mean it feels I feel like I'm like becoming a more mature artist and have more of like an identity and vision of what I want to do with the music. And I think Alive is in certain ways has a, has a gravity feel to it, but also feels quite different and, and more. I think like forward thinking is maybe the better word to describe it. Um, still dance music, still like very emotional and, and uplifting and melodic, which is always like the biggest things for me in terms of what I want to achieve with my music. But I think like I'm experimenting with different like subgenres of dance music on this album and um, working with a ton of different uh, collaborators and artists that again, like I would have never dreamed I'd have the opportunity to work with at a high level and a small level. So it's been really cool, like pushing myself musically and creatively on this album and I'm just like really proud of like the entire body of work that I'm creating here. Right. Um, from a perspective of, of styles of music that you feel you gravitate towards and I'm, I'm talking about this not from the perspective of music that you produce, the music that you make. What does Griffin listen to on his, on his free time? I, I listen to like a lot of different types of stuff to be honest. Like I'll have days where I like listen to more like indie electronic type stuff or like I was, I've been obsessed with Tame Paul for, for quite a while and listen to that kind of stuff. And I, I do enjoy listening to electronic music as well. Um, and then sometimes I'll listen to like classic rock or something like totally random or sometimes my wife and I listen to like country music. So it's nice. like, it's, it, I, I really like, I really don't, like limit myself into what I listen to and sure. what I can get into and enjoy. Cause I feel like you can find a lot of like beauty in, in, in any sort of music and song. I literally listen to everything. So I feel like it keeps my perspective fresh and nice. okay. yeah, it just like keeps me feeling creative, I guess. Do you um, like personally for me, if I'm being honest, I, I'm, I don't very much care for death metal. Do you have one genre like that, that you're like, <laughs> I'd rather pass. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't find myself listening to too much death metal on my own time. But again, like it's got a lot of energy and like there's a lot of energy and passion in it. So that, that's another thing like I can find the beauty in that. Not, not too much of a metalhead myself. Good. But. Okay. Okay. That's interesting to know. <laughs> uh, from a perspective of your journey into music, I mean, um, this is pretty cool because you got into music in your childhood and then, you know, you made the switch a little later in your career and then becoming a DJ. And I mean, that must have been a huge journey and a dream come true for you. I would love if you could tell people that kind of story of your journey into music. Yeah, totally. I So I grew up 
uh, playing classical music. Like I had we- weekly piano lessons and music theory lessons and whatnot. I started that when I was seven years old and, and did that all the way through grade school. So like 10, 11 years, a co- like when I was in middle school, I guess I picked up the guitar and started like jamming around with friends in the garage and like making music and downloaded like fruity loops and like started learning how to like make some like beats. So that was kind of like <clears throat> how it started. I've always been into music, um, since I was a kid and then I got to university and that's sort of where I like discovered electronic music. I had heard like, you know, like Daft Punk and Chemical Brothers, like a little bit when I was like really young and, and I liked it, but it wasn't until like, I feel like the newer wave of electronic music that I like really like emotionally, like latched onto it, like hearing Avicii for the first time and and hearing Swedish House Mafia's music and listening to like dead mouse and Skrillex and all these guys. I was just like, this is the craziest music ever. I've like never heard something like this. Like, how do I like even learn or like, how do I even try and like make some of that? Right. Um, and I went to university to study electrical engineering of all degrees. Like, yeah, I, did I know. not go to study music. Like I thought I was going to be like a software engineer and live in San Francisco and have that be my life. Yeah. But I, fell in love with electronic music in school. And I just like, instead of studying in the library, I was like, like producing on my laptop and like looking at YouTube tutorials on like how to make a kick drum and how to make like a baseline and like all this kind of stuff. And I was like teaching myself while I was in school. And I don't know if your professors uh, loved you that much for that, but you know, yeah, exactly. Probably pretty sure my grades like slipped a little bit as I like started getting more into electronic music, but yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I just, I finally got to a point where I was like, wow, I actually like feel like this song isn't like half bad. Like at first I was bad, but then I, once I finally felt confident enough, I started releasing my music on SoundCloud. Some of my earlier remixes just like took off like on, on SoundCloud and on YouTube channels and music blogs back in the day. And, um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like I, so all of a sudden I just like songs started gaining traction, music record labels started messaging me, messaging my like Gmail account being like, Hey, like sudden I started getting these opportunities from labels asking to remix their artists. And I just kind of kept rolling and rolling with it throughout school. And it got to a point where all of a sudden a record label, record label started asking if they wanted to sign me. Music agents were like, Hey, we want to book you so-and-so for a show in New York and LA. And all of a sudden it was like, Oh my gosh, like this is actually this is potentially all happening like a, in front of me. And I can't believe it. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I basically like talked to my parents. I was like, so I don't <laughs> think I'm going to be an engineer. <laughs> I how did they, how did they take it by the way? I'm curious. How did they take it? They were really shocked at first, mm. but they like understood the passion I had for it. And I think they understood even from like my childhood, they like saw me how much I loved music right. growing up. And, um, they realized that, that it was something that I really wanted to pursue and that it was already kind of becoming a thing by the time I was graduating school like I was getting paid for remixes and like there were offers to travel around. So I told my parents, I was like, I can pay my own rent. You don't have to worry about me. Like I'll figure it out. And then once they were basically, they kind of took them a few weeks, I feel like, but they came around to it and were like, you know what, if this is what you want to do. Like 
we'll that's, support that's you. That's pretty cool. It. That's really sweet of them. That's really nice. Yeah, honestly, it was. It was like that was like the the like the like sigh of relief that I needed is is that that support from them to just yeah. like go for it. And honestly, since then I haven't looked back. So nice. Um, you did mention a couple of seconds ago about you know this music of uh, Skrillex and of uh, Deadmau5 that you discovered and things like that. Uh, so I was itching to know dream collaboration for you yet to happen. Dead or Dead or Alive, who would that be with? I'm specifically saying Dead or Alive because of, obviously you mentioned uh, Avicii. That that's why. Right. right. I mean, that would I, I would have said that in terms of probably electronic music. I think like being able to work with him on the song and, and produce with him would be like a dream for sure. Um I would say currently like living, I mean in in dance music, I still like would love to get in the studio with like a disclosure. I think they're like really super talented and Calvin Harris, I feel like is has always been my like number one guy in terms of his ability to make like dance music that's so like accessible to everybody. um but has such like a cool sound to it i'd say those ones in in dance music for sure like it okay nice um i, I wanted to kind of ask you about your fans um and interactions you've had with them are there any uh, crazy fan stories that you'd like to tell us fan interactions that kind of stand out for you i don't know if i have anything too crazy but i know i mean it's it's really amazing how dedicated and and loyal the fans really are. I mean, I get fan mail all the time that I always read through and it's always like very very like heartwarming to really like l- listen and read it and whatnot and seeing a lot of people like a lot of people lately have been getting like married to my music, which is kind of cool. <laughs> they <laughs> wow. like they like they do their like first dance to like the songs and whatnot and like They always ask me to DJ their weddings, which is funny. Yeah, I mean it's it's like my fans are so like um they're such like nice people. I don't really know how to describe it other than that. They're just like genuinely good people and um just seeing their feedback and their their messages on social media and and the, the letters that they write me and stuff. It's it's really like an incredible fan base that I feel like I've been growing over time and uh, I'm really really grateful for them. Dan, I want to ask you about um definitely not the least and i'm not uh, you know uh, definitely not the least because is the, of course alive uh, a little bit the video yeah. the music behind it uh, the putting it together uh, and the experience and the journey like tell me what that was like for you with a little bit of extra focus on on the video for alive um yeah well we put out the one video which was the one with uh, Ryan Tedder um for you were loved uh which was a really cool experience i mean again like working with Ryan Tedder is like that's also been a bucket list thing he's like such a talented artist in my opinion one of the best songwriters of our time wouldn't you agree oh 100% yeah 100% and so working with him was like the coolest experience ever just like I feel like I was just like a sponge trying to like soak up all the knowledge that he has in that brain but yeah it was cool doing a video with him and we've got some other music videos coming up next and i feel like there's like a a visual and and like there's like a visual theme going on with the new era and the new album and with the artworks and with the live show and whatnot it's uh it's very like it's very colorful this time very colorful and vibrant like visually um because i want to you know to be alive is to express and like 
express emotions, whether it's happy or sad or, or whatever. And I wanted to convey it really through like the, the palette of colors and the spectrum of light and colors that we have uh, in this world. So, um, it's, it's exciting. It's full of the, the whole album. The era is full of like vibrancy and, and energy and life. So I love it. I love it. Exciting. My last question to you is of course about festivals, um, that you've already played at, but, um, what's the dream one that you're kind of still waiting to play at if you haven't already, or maybe you've already played that and it's always been a dream to play there. Uh, what's like the bucket list of festivals to play at and so far, which has been the best one? Ooh, that's hard. I mean, I feel like in North America, or, uh, North America, I've been really blessed to be able to play like all the ones that I would say are like bucket list ones, like the Coachella's of the world. Outside Lands is the one in San Francisco because that's where I'm where I'm from the Bay Area, and that's that's I always wanted to play that one. I feel like I'd like to play Tomorrowland is one that I haven't done yet. I've done like the live stream ones, but I haven't done that specific festival, which would be one that I'd really look forward to doing. And then, um, maybe like, uh, Reading and Leeds would be another cool one. Um, getting to do Lollapalooza South America was, was a really cool thing, uh, before the pandemic and whatnot. And I'd love to, I just want to do more like international stuff, to be honest. Like, I I feel like I've done a lot. Could we see you in India sometime soon? Is that possible? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I the when the one of the last shows I did internationally uh, before the, before COVID was um, was the VH1. Yeah, Supersonic. Supersonic, and that was such a cool show. That was so much fun, and I feel like you know I've been been developing and having quite a quite a bit of of a fan base out there in India. So I, I really want to just I really want to get back as soon as I can because the show that I did have there was incredible. And like the fans that I've met and even the fans that I get, um, they're messaging me, um, from India, like on YouTube and, and, and social media are like, they're incredible. So I, I like, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to getting back hopefully soon. <laughs> awesome. Dennis has been really fun to do this with you. And I want to thank you for your time. 